Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Shore. So glad to have you along as we're coming to you live right now from Jerusalem, Israel. What a technological miracle, is it not? Of course, each morning of our Daily Word and Prayer, people come and join us from around the world, from Europe, from India, other places in Asia. But we always uh, transmit or, or give the live stream from our home base and today we're actually doing it from inter internationally. It's pretty neat technology. I hope it works well for you today. I'd like to uh, talk and ask you to pray for our trip. We'll be here in Jerusalem in, or in Israel the next two weeks. I'd like to ask you as this community who comes here regularly and gets in the Word together to pray for us. As you know, my hope is to be able to record some of the messages we give and have those be our daily Word and prayer each morning for you so that we can keep being together. Even if it's not live, it'll be oh, maybe only a few hours uh, earlier that we gave it. There's a seven-hour time difference between now and where we normally go. I'd like to ask the question, why go to Israel? Why do you even do this? I mean, it's it's a long trip. It's, uh, you know, it costs money. Why even do it? And years ago, John Maxwell, I heard him say something that left quite an impression upon me, and it's this. He said, if you want to do great things in this life, in this world, in your life, visit great places, read great books, meet great people. Well, I've thought about that a lot because there's something that's contagious, is there not? There's something that you catch about going to great places, about visiting places where heroic deeds were done reading great books, reading the stories of ordinary people who did extraordinary things and of meeting great people. Well, that's what this trip is about. We'll be visiting the greatest places of all because these will be the places where God did amazing things. Now, God shows up everywhere all around the world, no doubt about it. But the Bible is primarily the stories of what happened in the land of Israel. And we'll be visiting some of those very places. I've told the story before, Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. When he stood on the southern steps leading up to the temple, of course, the temple is destroyed in uh, 67 AD. It's no longer there. When he stood on the steps of what remains, the southern steps, and he asked his guide, who was an archaeologist, are these the steps Jesus stood on? And the answer was yes. And amazingly, Neil Armstrong's answer was to be standing on those steps meant more to him than when he stood on the moon. Now, it's pretty neat to think about. I, I don't expect to ever make it to the moon. And I don't know that many of us will ever set foot on the moon. But we have that chance, and we'll be doing that tomorrow as we stand on the southern steps, which is where Jesus delivered his message of uh of woe unto the Pharisees. It's also where Pentecost happened, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church, 3,000 people saved and baptized right there on the day of Pentecost. And it's going to be, that's, that's visiting a great place. That's where something really significant happened. And then visiting great places, it's kind of like, you know, you can watch a game on TV and you can be entertained by it and you can root for your team. There's something about being there in person, is there not, in terms of, of uh, enjoying the moment, and that's like what it means to visit great places. And to read great books, we'll be studying the Bible. There is no greater book than the Bible, my friends. 
We know this. It's the all-time bestseller for a reason. It was the first book ever printed on the printing press since that day in 15... In 1454, I believe it was, since that day when Gutenberg printed the first Bible in the printing press, it has remained the number one best-selling book every single year since. There's a reason. It's the greatest book ever. Now, lots of times we think of the Bible as disjointed stories, just into, just a bunch of stories that were thrown together. And indeed, the stories in the Bible are fascinating. But it's more than a bunch of individual stories. It's one story, ultimately. It is the story of God working through history the, to save people. It's the story starting with the creation. It will end in the culmination, the second coming, the new creation. And until now, you and I are part of this story. We're a part of this story. And God's writing Acts chapter 29 this day, and we're in it. Acts 20, the book of Acts ends at Acts 28. I like to say we are in Acts chapter 29. But also understand that this big story, I, I call it the story of the rebellion. It started when God created the world. It wasn't on day six, he created Adam and Eve. It wasn't long. We don't know how long, but it wasn't long until Adam and Eve were tempted and they gave in to the temptation. They ate of the forbidden fruit. Indeed, what happened? They fell the fall of man. There was a rebellion is what it was. It wasn't just a mistake. It was a rebellion against God, against God's authority, against God's plan. It started with Lucifer when he rebelled against the Almighty. He tempted Adam and Eve. They joined the rebellion. And folks, we've all been part of that rebellion. All of humanity has been in rebellion against the Almighty ever since. However, in the story of God, Jesus sent, God sends a Savior. He sends one to bring to save humanity. The prophets, the, the law and the prophets didn't save us. It's Jesus who saves us. And this is why he is the greatest person, the greatest person in the story. He's the hero in the story. And by the way, I use the word story, but understand it's a true story. It's not made up. The story of God saving humanity and Jesus Christ is that one. Hallelujah. And so what is it? He makes a way for us to leave the rebellion, to forsake the rebellion, what the scripture calls the domain of darkness, to be rescued out of the domain of darkness and be transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. Indeed, we're now, those of us who are followers of Jesus, believers in Jesus, we're in the kingdom of God because we're believers in the king. We've embraced the King, and now when you embrace King Jesus, you are you become a part of the kingdom of God. And so this is why the, the greatest story ever told, the greatest events that ever happened, all really find their culmination in the life of Jesus Christ, his birth in Bethlehem, his death at Golgotha, his burial in his tomb, and his resurrection from the dead. And then his sending the Spirit to, to begin the church, and the, the church of the living God. And so these are places that I'll be visiting. We'll be putting them up on video. We'll be talking and sharing here. And over the next two weeks, we'll be sharing that with you on these video times. And then finally, great book and great places, great people. Well, of course, Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. He's no longer walking the earth now. He sent his Spirit 
but we'll be at the places where he did walk, and we will be with people filled with the Spirit. Great places, great books, great people. I really believe God wants Christians to rise up and be extraordinary people. We are only ordinary, but I think God wants to make us extraordinary. He wants to take us from being average, mediocre, just any old, any old, any old person. And he wants to do exploits through us. He wants to show himself strong and mighty through the one whose heart is completely his. That's the exciting thing that we learn. We see that in King David. You do remember King David was the youngest of eight sons. And when they were looking for a king, his dad brought all the sons before the prophet Samuel and saying, because they knew it would be one of one of these uh, from this family, the king would come. And his dad didn't even think to bring David. And Samuel finally says, Jesse, none of these sons are the ones. Do you have any other sons? He said, well, there's David. He's out tending the sheep. Samuel says, bring him. His own dad, his own dad didn't think he had the potential. His own dad didn't think he could make it. But he was the one God chose. Indeed, the greatest king in the history of Israel. And the, and the uh, one that the world talks about. The religions of the world, most of the religions know one of the most famous people. Indeed, next to Jesus, David is spoken of in the Bible more than any other person. He was an ordinary young man who became extraordinary for God. His life changed that day he slayed Goliath. And so anyway, I believe God wants to do that with us. And I'm praying that as we touch over these next couple of weeks, some of these great places and read some of these great stories that will be touched by our great God. And God will do things to raise us up to have a mighty impact in this world for him and his glory. Amen. Father in heaven, we pray and we bless you today. Thank you that you do use and work through ordinary people to do extraordinary things. We thank you for the examples that we'll see in these next days of the apostles the prophets, ordinary people, people who thought they were inadequate, they weren't ready to volunteer because as much as they wanted to, they just didn't think they could do it. And Lord, how you came through for them. We want to thank you, Father, for this great story of what you do in this world, your creation. And though we rebelled and went away from you, you sent your law, people rebelled, the rebellion continued, you sent your prophets People didn't listen. They even killed them. And then you sent your son, and he was killed too. And yet in his death and resurrection was a triumph that initiated the kingdom of God, of which we are a part and of which we live today. Thank you. You have delivered us from the domain of darkness, and you've put us into the very kingdom of God. And I pray today each one of us would walk as children of light, and I pray we would shine as as if the light of God is in us because it is. And I pray we would allow that light to shine forth in every situation with every person. Lord, we want to pray for your blessing upon this trip we're having. We pray for traveling mercies for those still traveling. We pray for uh, good strength and, and health and none will get ill. Pray, Lord, this weather has been raining so much and so cold. I pray the weather uh, brighten up for us. But we pray most of all, Lord, all of us on the trip and those who will be joining us online, 
all of us, our hearts would be soft, tender, teachable, and ready for you to do things in us beyond what we expect, because that's what you do. You do beyond all that we ask or expect and think. We bless you. We love you for hearing our prayers and for being our Lord and Savior and putting us in your kingdom. We bless you and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks. Hey, so glad to have you along. And I um, do look forward to continuing to see you tomorrow where we'll be coming to you and sharing from Bethlehem, the birth of Jesus. So make sure and tune in. If you're new, welcome to our community. We come here each morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. Like I said, usually live. This next couple weeks will be recorded. But I hope you will join us. Subscribe to the channel. Join join in with us. Join the chat. Leave some comments. If you have a prayer request, share it. People here will pray for you. If you can't watch while we're at when we come on at 8:30, you can watch anytime later in the day. Or you can even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. Make sure and subscribe so you'll always receive them. So God bless each one of you. Those of you here every day, you know I love you. And I'm so privileged and blessed to be able to share the seed of God's word and soil it on the good soil of your life. I know it'll make a difference. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow.